Ladies and gentlemen, dreamers and doers, seekers of purpose and fulfillment, welcome to Passion on Purpose, the podcast that sets your soul on fire and ignites the spark within you. I'm your host, Steph Hilfer, and I'm beyond thrilled you're here. Passion on Purpose features leaders, experts, and sometimes me on center stage. We put the spotlight on visionaries, entrepreneurs, leaders, experts, and everyday heroes to share their journey of self-discovery, enthusiasm, and unwavering determination. We'll explore how they use their passion and purpose to fuel their brand. Alongside our leaders, we'll provide practical tips, actionable advice, and wisdom from our experts across various fields. So if you're ready to unleash your inner fire, shake off the doubts and insecurities, and pursue a life of purpose with unbridled enthusiasm, then let's dive in. All right, guys, we are back with another episode of the Passion on Purpose podcast. I'm so excited for our leader today. Um, Before I introduce him, I just got to tell you, if you're a regular listener of the show, you've seen some common themes in the type of guests that we have. And I've been so blessed to have amazing, heartfelt, passionate, purposeful guests in the coaching space, real estate, speaking. There's so many great industries that we've touched. And so when I saw this application come through that was so niched, so focused, and so consumer needed, I was just really excited to have Timothy Schaefer. He is the the co-founder, CEO, main man on campus, getting all the things done. We talked earlier that titles are kind of silly. So he is the man making it happen at searchtires.com. And I'm so excited to have you on the show, Timothy. Thank you. Thanks, Steph, for having me on the show. I appreciate it. Yes. Well, we're going to dive in deep as we always do and kick it off with our hard-hitting question. What is your why? My why is to help consumers save money and bring the dollars for the community back to the community by going to brick and mortar instead of buying online and then them shipping it to them and turning them into installers. So when someone goes to, when someone searches for tires and they look to buy them, all these online companies are great at marketing. I do marketing too. However, our site, if you go to our site, searchtires.com, it shows you your make and model or your tire size. It shows you all of the retailers in your area and the out the door prices, amount of balance, tax disposal, everything. And you can, it'll go from you to us and then we'll connect you with all of them. You can click the call, uh, click to go to their website or click to get directions and go get your tires today. And by doing that, you support your community because brick and mortar pays taxes. They employ local community people. And then they also, uh, they also support local little league teams and stuff like that. So I'm very passionate about it. It's probably already coming through, but uh, you know, these people that sell stuff on the internet, like tires, that's a service business. If they didn't have the retailers locally in their towns, they couldn't do what they do. So why are we going to take the $600 part of the sale away from, you know, the brick and mortar and give it to a retail and then give a hundred dollars to the local person? That makes no sense to me. I want to, I'm very passionate about bringing it back to where it belongs. They got 10 to 15% of this market share and, and it's a $50.6 billion market. So that's asinine. So I just want to help the communities and help the brick and mortar stores and help the people find the best deal on their tires within five minutes. Go get them done today. You can do that. You don't have to wait three days for shipping. None of that stuff. It's in your town. It's there. It's there now. And they're wanting to take care of you. So, yeah. Yeah. 
Okay, I, I want to get to some of our heart-centric pieces of the story of, of the episode, but I have to ask some, like, questions because I have no idea about this world. So is there, is, like, the dominant consumer solution for tires online right now? Is that where the majority of, you know, people are getting tires? Are they not going to their local community? I didn't, I didn't know this. Well, 86% of the people start the shop online. So... 86% are, are online. And when you do that and you look at a slick marketing site, that's uh, an online, I call them uh, e-tailer, <laughs> you know, they're wow. online yeah, I love and, that. and they're selling stuff online and it just looks all flashy and good. But overall, over 99% of the cases, they're more expensive by the time you buy the tires, ship the tires and then have them installed. So um, yeah, that's, that, that's how that works. So it's 86% start online. So, and then a lot of brick and mortar places, local people, they don't know how to compete in that market where the other ones are experts at it. So they know how to be at the top of the search. They know the SEO, they know the backlinks. They got 150,000 backlinks on some of these sites. So um, they don't have like, searchstars.com is agnostic. We don't, no one tells us what to do. All we do is display public information and help the consumer get the best deal they can today on tires and help the communities. Yeah, and get, and get them locally. That's correct, yes. Okay, all right, I just had to have that framed in my mind because it's like I said, this isn't a world I live in, right? My husband's right. literally shopping for wheels and tires right now for our yeah. new truck and I'm like, babe, you got this. Like, I'm not, <laughs> I don't know, he wants them wider and flashier and skinnier, all the things. I don't get how that works and it's not my world. So, um, uh, okay, but why tires? Why tires for you? Tires? Because the crazy thing about this whole thing is, is it's tires because people don't realize, first of all, it's a need. It's, you know, it's not, you know, everybody needs tires on their car. And the second thing is the price of tires has went up so much. Um, the average set of tires now is $680. And I know you're going to find this crazy, but we save our, our, our average person that goes on our site and spends four to five minutes saves an average of $111 on a set of tires. So that's an electrical bill, that's water bill, that's groceries for a week, whatever you may be. However, in some cases, and there's many cases like this too, the same tire at one store to another store can be $300 less for the set, $300. So that's why it's, and, and I've been in the, I, I came up through the tire uh, industry. You know, when I was young, I started working on cars, started managing stores, started being, you know, moved all the way up to the C-suite. And I seen the need to help customers because customers with tires, tires are second behind taxes on the most painful thing to do. Mm. Who wants to shop for tires? And, and to do it effectively, you really have to spend, you know, hours like going to different websites, getting prices. And I just wanted to combine it all in one place, quick and easy. Because customers really, most customers only want to know three things, how much, how long, and where you at. That's yeah. it. They don't need all the mumbo jumbo they know what they have on their you know in most cases so um so i just wanted to reduce the white noise get them to their local retailer and you know sometimes that what they choose on my uh, on the site that we display it might not be the right tire for them however they're going to get down to that local professional that's going to recommend hey this is better value for the money this according to your driving this is it so the whole thing is is we're just trying to sell a visit to the local retailer and let them know that they have them and yeah. because they might not have the budgets to spend to compete against other people. So if we can highlight that and get them there, we've done our job. That's all we need to do. 
Yeah. So I, I hear it loud and clear that there's this huge heart place for you with, with locals and like keeping business small, keeping small businesses running, keeping yeah. our money and our, our money in our cities, our economy going yeah. locally. Um, not to negate the you know benefits that large corporations have and the online spaces have as well. And I love, by the way, e-tailers, what a fun little, like, <laughs> I love that. Um, so tell me about like Timothy's, you know, local community, you know, ties, like what Timothy as a five-year-old, 10-year-old, 15-year-old, 20-year-old, like where did this commute love for your community kind of origin? Well, I, I was born in a small town in Indiana of 1600 people. So, um, we've always been, you know, as a, as a, it's different. It's just different there. It, it like the Florida is totally different. Like we knew all of our neighbors. We knew our parents knew everything about what we did that night before we even got home. I mean, there's so many <laughs> things that, you know, that we did. And for me, community is important because they help the youth in the community, right? They help the little league teams and volleyball teams and whatever it may be. I'm passionate about it just because that's really my background. And that's the only thing I really know. But when, you know, you get into other circumstances, even like even big box. I mean, you know, there's big companies, too, that are in the space, but they're still local because they're still employing local people and paying local taxes. So that and and, and like I said, the e-tailers, that's fine for e-tailers to be there. Some cases, you know, they're they're needed for special things. But everyday use for tires, like I said, it's a fifty point six billion dollar market now. And people I don't want people to overpay. And and again, if the money they save goes back into their community too, because they're either going to buy groceries, they're going to pay the utility bill. Mm -hmm. gonna, so it's going to, you know, it's just a, a circle. And we want to be the local company. SwissTires.com wants to be the local company that's nationwide that helps all local communities. And by the way, we're 100% free. We don't charge nothing. <laughs> you just go to our site, pick out what you want, click the call, click for directions, or click to their website to make an appointment. Done. <laughs> it's that yeah. easy. <laughs> So tell me the tell me about this model because that's such a like it's it's an alignment with your belief system, your value system of wanting to keep things local, to keep make this an easy process, make it maybe can we like move tire buying to the third spot and move up dentistry? Like can we move it down in the things we don't want to do lane by making it easier through searchtires.com? I can sense all of these values for you. But what did how did you get this? How did you bring this to fruition? How did you create a model where you're kind of essentially now the middleman, but it's a free middleman, which we don't always see. Middlemans usually mean more money, costs yeah. us more, right? So yeah. tell me about this model. So the model was created first by failure. Uh, we ran up another company in 2014 and we failed. Uh, we were trying to please two sides. And, you know, the bottom line is you have to pick a side. And I picked the, the customers. You know, I want to help the consumer because if I can help the consumer do what they need to do, the byproduct is helping the retailer, uh, you know, because it helps them get them back to the retailers. And, you know, it'll sound odd to some people, but this is just the train of thought that I think by the time people find out that they need tires, they usually buy tires within 72 hours. But usually when they find out they need tires, their tires are unsafe. So if I can cut that 72 hours down to 48 or hopefully 24 hours by them getting them locally and getting quickly today, it improves safety. I mean, because you don't want unsafe tires next to you if they have a blowout or something like that. God forbid something like that happens. I mean, so, you know, these are all the things that like play in my mind when I created the model. And I said, 
you know, I've been fortunate, you know, when I got out of the automotive industry in 2014 and, and swung up the new one, I've been fortunate enough to get into a marketing company that we do other stuff with, with me and my partner, that we've been fortunate enough to be able to do this now and we don't have to charge anything for it and we can be agnostic and no one tells us what to do. When you look on our site, there's no advertisements. I mean, I'm not saying there's never gonna be, but there's nothing now. It just, all we do is show you what there is out there in your local community, that's it. And that's that's the goal. I, I just wanna, I I do wanna be a middleman, but not for the same causes as a lot of people want. I don't, I'm not trying to make money off of it. I'm just trying to help consumers and help communities. That's it. Yeah. I love that you said that you, you know, this came out of a failure because I think it's such a, it's, it's just humbling and powerful that you can say that with such confidence. And maybe today yeah. you can say it with confidence because searchtires.com is, is running well and thriving, but I want listeners to see and maybe be empowered about looking at our failures and seeing them as, as not, you know, we use failure and it's got a negative connotation to the yeah. world, Should to never. the word. Should never yeah. be a failure. failure is a learning opportunity. That's all it is to me. When 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 the first model and I could have kept it going, but it just didn't work. And I, I you know, you come to the point where you just say it doesn't work. We just have to come up with something. And through and through taking my next process of steps of going into marketing and doing all that stuff, then I learned all the stuff that. Well, I was trying to please two masters, and you know the the true thing about this is, and and you you know you brought up focus. I think when we were chatting earlier. As an entrepreneur, I have many ideas how I can improve, improve many things. But you know, I learned early on is you got to find your north star that you're passionate about and something you want to do, and you got to zoom in on that and be focused. Because you can do ten things good, but do one thing the best, and that's better than anything. And through that is, hey, you spin it up, it doesn't work, and we call it a failure. I never use failure in a negative connotation though, because, like I said, it's a learning experience. Everybody's going to fail. Anybody that doesn't fail, hey, good, great for them. I don't, I don't know any of those people, but because um, we've spun up a lot of things that that don't work, but um, that's just a learning. It's exciting because every failure you have, you're closer to uh, succeeding. That's the way I look at it. Every failure, you're closer to succeeding because the law of numbers don't lie. You just, yeah. but you got to be persistent and you got to be inspired. And if you're not those two things, and you, if you just take the hit and you just go back and get a job, then hey, so it happens and I get it. But like I said, uh, being fortunate enough not to have to do that is important. And I'm blessed to have that. Yeah, I want I want to keep on that because I think that we can learn a lot of lessons from your your failure. And and I'm curious, like you had said, you could just hold on to it and you you could have just held on to it and keep making it try, but you didn't. So my question is a couple questions and you can answer the pieces you remember or want to. How long did you hold on to it? How did you know when to let go? How did you feel while you were in this like place that you knew wasn't right? And it wasn't maybe meeting the passion meter, the heart meter that you clearly have. Like, tell me more about that. Sit in that with us. Well, it it, it went on for roughly about four years. And and when I say this, we had a top-notch team that built one of the one of the nation's best websites. I mean, because we always hire the best. And because when you hire the best, then usually get the best results and you let them do what they want to do. You don't tell them what to do. You let them do what they're best at and you just tell them your vision, right? Well, at that time, my vision was two-sided. I wanted to help retailers and I wanted to help consumers. And so I built out these big, robust, I mean, it was, I mean, the build was a year. I mean, and usually it doesn't take that long to do a build, but I mean, 
and it had a lot of stuff behind it. But the issue that, that came to be that to the ending, the end all be all, is I was helping consumers at the time, yes. But at the same time, I was trying to help retailers in a different way. Um, retailers come on board and they were like buying leads. I was selling leads basically for the customer to get to them. And then there was this whole tracking process and then we don't believe that. So it turned into like a bureaucracy, like I'm in it every day. I'm just trying to help people and I have to deal with this stuff. And I get both sides, you know, I get it all. Yeah. But that's not what I envisioned. So, you know, it came to the point where, and, you know, honestly, the way it was like that, it just, at the time and the space we were at, we just couldn't make it work anymore. So it, we just had to shut it down. I mean, we had, I had all kinds of press. I was on the front of magazines and all kinds of stuff. And, you know, at some point you just need to say, hey, is this what you envisioned? No. Is it making money? No. I need to shut it down and I need to retool. And when I shut it down in 2016, I took four or five years thinking of how I can make it better. I never didn't. I thought about it every day. I thought about what was right, what was wrong. And then do, doing marketing, I learned these new paths and stuff we could do. And now here we are. Uh, we've been up for about eight months right now, live nice. testing. And we've always doubled our performance every month. I mean, the stickiness is unbelievable. We know the average person's, uh, our bounce rate is ridiculously small, 15%. People wow. on our site, four minutes and 18 seconds, they go through every page. We convert over 30%. It's crazy. I mean, it's sticky because it just helps people and I'm not trying to get anything from them. I'm not asking for their email. They can put their email in for our blogs and stuff, but I'm not, I'm just hands off. I'm just trying to help. Yeah. And, uh, and it's hard to get belief in that too, because they're always like, what's going on? You know, so I want to be clear with that, but uh, we truly do just want to help and we want to be that customer advocate and and brick and mortar, uh, be behind brick and mortar, getting, you know, their customers and their town to go to them. Yeah. Instead of yeah. Online. yeah. One of the things I want to talk about with you from, you know, because you've had, like you said, you've had some failures, failures, you're, you know, in the thick of it, you hire the best, right? You, so you attract the best, you, you know, are very... Uh, customer and local community centric, you have laser focused who you want to serve. In order to do that and sustain that so that you don't find yourself in four years from now as another failure, there's these core beliefs and these values that are likely very intrinsic and in, inter, uh, in, innate in you. How? What are those? And are you bleeding those through your business now to ensure that they are sustainable? Yes, absolutely. So my core values are very, very simple. I think I just, uh, I, I believe uh, in, it's not about being right, it's about doing the right thing. It's pretty simple summed up like that, but in them ways that could be construed as different ways. It's like, when you go, if you wanna build something, you know, you don't wanna just get, if, if you wanna build and you wanna really turn your vision into passion and make it work, you have to hire the best person. And then when they tell you, no, that part of it don't work like that. It works like this. Then you need to be able to understand that's the way it is. And then this is the way we're going to do it. So there's always give and take. And very, I'm a collaborative CEO of a company. I mean, everybody has input. You know, we have our, we have our meetings. They're very structured. However, you know, you got to get to these things to hit what you want to hit as a vision. And so our core beliefs is a vision. We have a, a you know, like a storyboard for the, the, uh, a vision board for our core beliefs and our core beliefs are just basically taking care of people all of them you, you can say a bunch of words but it's all about taking care of people i mean do the right thing and that's what we want to do and 
take care of our people and and not not just I want to take care of my employees. I want to take care of consumers. I want to take care of freaking more. I want to. I just want to help as many people as I can help. I mean, I, like I said, I've been fortunate, so I just want to. That's that's what this site's about. This site's about helping people. So, yeah. What other than uh, the connection with the consumers? Um, I'm assuming, and I, I don't mean to put you on the spot, but I'm assuming you probably do some local outreach, um, or maybe you support, you know, different uh, vendors who are, you know, part of the Surge Tires community um, with some community like eventing, or or how are you out in the community in another way? So we uh, so we just got back from SEMA, you know, the, the world's largest oh, nice. uh, auto show. Yeah. And uh, so we're very uh, AACF is very near and dear to our heart. It's a aftermarket uh, automotive uh, uh, charity, and it supports uh, people in the business in brick and mortar. Like if a mechanic gets hurt doing something and he can't work, we give money to help the family. Or if something happens, so we're very much behind that. But we're very uh, charity oriented. Um, you know, we're going to get to the point, actually, we'll be announcing it soon. I don't want to pre-announce, but we're going to partner with charities to help charities and give them some visions to and give people opportunities. If they want to help the charities on our site, they can. Um, you know, it's nothing. It would go directly to them, right? We're not collecting it. That's what I would say. It would go to the, you know, you click and go to the charity site. But we want to bring awareness into the automotive industry because, you know, it's funny. Everybody talks about there's so many good charities out there that help people, right? But you know, in my niche, no one ever talks about AACF or, you know, because they don't know about it. And yeah. see, so only people in the business know about it. But if you let, you know, the, uh, you know, the average person know about it, that who's putting on their tires or who's working on their car, you know, they get hurt. People die. I mean, this happens. I mean, it's unfortunate, but it happens. So there's charities, there's a few charities out there that take care of that. And, and so that's where we're supported because that's our niche. Uh, obviously, in our other businesses, we support other charities, but like charity is a, a core belief of, of how we build. It's not just, a, you know, to us, it's never been about chasing money. It's always been about, you know, helping and, and giving money to that's going to be well spent for the right reason. Yeah. Really quickly, I just, do you know what AECF stands for? Just so that AAC, AACF, it's Automotive Aftermarket. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, I know. I was putting you on the spot. Foundation. Found, uh, charity Foundation, Automotive yes. Aftermarket Charity Foundation. I, know I was I almost going to say, <laughs> <laughs> maybe Charity well, Foundation. It, it, well, it, would, it had a different acronym three three years ago, so they just changed it, and I knew it as the old acronym forever. <laughs> I'm like, it's AACF now. So AACF. But, okay, yeah. I just I know that like. Um, my amazing husband listens to all the shows. He was just at SEMA as of this recording a couple of weeks ago. And, yeah. um, and so I, I, I know we're in a kind of a, we have a car world. I have a car world, car world surrounding me. I used to work in, uh, work at one of the vendors that was at SEMA for many years. So anywho, I just thought it would be important to highlight that charity because I didn't even know it existed. And so if yeah. anyone, any of my personal peeps or any listeners are in the car world, AACF would be worth looking up if you're wanting to, you know, find a new place to put your money where your mouth is this year. I, Cause I think we do. I think you're, you're spot on. We tend to know of some of the like top 10 charitable organizations in the world. We know them, we go to them. But there's a lot of really great smaller, you know, opportunities out there if we just could hear about them. So I know that was a little bit of a riff, but I wanted to highlight yeah. that. 
AACF. Well, I'll try to put that in the show notes, guys. I make a lot of promises when I'm on these episodes. And then I'm like, oh, what did I say I'd put in the show notes? And I talk to my podcast manager and then she hates me. She doesn't. She'll hate, <laughs> I, she'll hate that I said that. Okay. So AACF. So, okay. I love everything you're doing. I love the beliefs that you have. I love the the 180 that you did from, it really isn't a full 180, but I just love that lesson that you learned and then how you've applied it to searchtires.com today. Um, to kind of wrap things up, I want you to share with the audience exactly what is searchtires.com, who's it for, um, and what's a really easy way to get into your world. So searchstars.com is, is a web-based site. You just go to searchstars.com. Um, your make model of your car, the tire size, and it walks you right. It'll show you all the tires that are available in your local community. You click on the tire that you want by price and sort it by many different ways. Then it then it shows you all your retailers in your area who has it, and then you can choose a retailer. It sorts by lowest price, the highest price, and you can choose which one you want to go to and click the call, click to go to their website or, or click for directions. And um, also, uh, so stars.com, that's what you want to know about that. What was the second part of the question? There was like a two-parter there. Yeah, I know. I always throw people off of that. What's a really good way? I mean, I feel like it's just such a no-brainer because it's it's a free service. The website's so easy, searchtires.com. But if somebody maybe isn't looking for tires right now, but they want to learn more about you or your business, like, yeah. uh, is, are there any tools or resources or things like that that can get them into your world? Absolutely. Thanks for bringing that back to me. So we have searchstars.com and we have a blog there too, searchstars.com forward slash blog or on the site, you can go to the blog. And we have a very helpful piece that even if you're not shopping for tires right now, it, you can you can download it, you can print it. It's the 12, it, we give you the 12 steps to, to get the best deal on the tires, on a set of tires. And it walks you through individually and it's in order because I was in the business for 30 years. So I can tell you how to start and where you end. And, um, it's guaranteed to save you money every time because uh, I know how it works and, and it's not hurting anybody. It's just, again, it's just a helpful tool to help people. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I don't, I'm going to say this and I, I could get heat for it, but I feel like as a woman, um, I lean so much on my husband or I just drive to the local tire shop. Like I do all of that. And, um, because I don't know, cause I'm, I have, I have the littlest knowledge as far as what I need for my vehicle, which if my dad grew up with a technician as a father, I probably should know more. Um, but even the other day I felt, I felt this little wobble in my tire. Um, I had just had them rotated and I felt a little wobble and I heard a noise that was odd. And my husband, like I said, was out of town. So I went to my neighbor's house and I was like, can you just, I don't even know. I went with my fingers and I checked all the lug nuts. Like, I don't know what else. I don't even know if that would help me, but it's right. all I knew how to do. I was like, well, maybe one's loose. And so of course I had to lean on someone else. So anywho, I just say that because I do know I have a lot of female listeners as well that, you know, to have this guide where we can just kind of have an idea, these 12 steps on what's important, what should we even be paying attention to? I mean, I haven't seen the guide, but Timothy, you can correct me if I'm wrong. I've got to imagine that just by going through that, we would probably have a better sense of when we even should be starting to think about tires next. Absolutely. And also the other thing is on the blog, there's plenty of safety articles of, you know, what like describes what you're feeling. Um, this sounds like a chopped tire because when you rotate them, sometimes could have been a belt separation. But interestingly enough, you're talking about women and I know you say this is, but in 2000, like when we were doing tracking and tracking in 2000 wasn't as good as it is now, 
but it was like under 10% of women were actually shopping for the tires. And now it's close to 40%. So I have my data on my sites. Women are around 38%. And so, uh, you know, they're gaining, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're moving up and checking. And I like it because, you know, having the internet and stuff like that is great because they have the tools that they need to make that decision. They don't necessarily yeah. have to, you know, you can, you can kind of make out what you want and then you go to the retailer and then they can help finalize that for you and say, Oh yeah, that's right. That's good. That works. Or no, you do highway driving or you do city driving. Um, you don't drive that much. You don't need a tire that's this expensive. I mean, I know some people don't want to hear that, but it's true. Um, you can get a really safe tire if you don't drive that much, like work from home, like we do. Um, mm-hmm. We don't have that much. So we don't have to spend the extra $500 on a set of tires. We can get something a little cheaper because we only, we don't drive. So yeah. there's always, there's always, it's, it's about, you know, trusting in your professionals too. I know the automotive industry has a bad rap, but generally in the thing, I think most people want to hurt and they're not trying to oversell. And especially if you use the tools of searchtires.com first, you already know what to expect when you get there. So you already have it in your head, amount of balance, tax disposal. You already know what that is because a lot of people when they're buying tires like if they go to these e-tailers they'll buy four tires and they'll spend 600 bucks and then they think it's 600 bucks no you send them to the retailer you have to mount balance mount and balance install them put tbms sensors in them it's another 150 200 bucks so a lot of people don't do that so that's what we want to do is we want to show you hey here's your tire and this is all the other fees and we list them we show you and you can put that out too and and so out the door the tires were $400 and you spent another 125 in installation and taxes. So it's mm-hmm. 525. And yeah. I know it doesn't sound like a lot, but again, it drives back to in this day and age, every penny is going to help uh, consumers save money and they For need sure. to do that. Yeah. For sure. And I think you're empowering people too to, uh, to understand, like, like I think that guide to me, the first thing I think of is, you know, the first place I am going to start is online because I need to just figure out where to even go. And so if I, but you don't know what you don't know. And so if I have a guide that tells me that there is even such thing as a mounting, like, and I know that sounds silly. I mean, I'm not trying to demean anyone. I know everyone, you know, knows this, but until you know it, you don't know it. And so to have everyone doesn't know it. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And if they're like, what's all this extra money for? Well, we have to right. put them on and we have to right. throw away your old tires. So there's a charge for that too. So, you know, all this exactly. stuff, and some people, it's what, like what you said, they don't know what they don't know. And that's why we want to highlight it on our site to let you know. I mean, it's clearly defining expectations, just like in any business. Mm-hmm. If you can clearly define the expectation, then the user experience will be much better because they'll mm-hmm. know when they go in there. It said 560. I paid 560. Uh, you know, or it, it didn't say 400 and I paid 560. <laughs> it said yeah. So, yeah. And that, and that, that feels with, good. Yeah. And that helps with consumer confidence too. And, you know, making sure that you feel better about your purchase and the user experience and, and then how you rate the place. I mean, it, it falls into a bunch of categories. So uh, I could delve in this. I could talk about this forever, but it's just, there's so many caveats that it, just having a clearly defined of what you, what to expect when you get there. Is yeah. the big is one of the big it's like setting the expectation so yeah well i think it's clear that uh everyone needs to go check out searchtires.com um i don't think we need to say this but the link is in the bio the link will be in the show notes i think it's pretty easy searchtires.com um but we'll make sure that that's super easy for you guys to find definitely go check it out a if you're looking for tires in the near future or b if you want to just educate yourself a little bit more just so that you aren't waiting until last minute to be scrambling for tires 
Uh, as of this recording, we're nearing like fall winter season. So it's probably the worst time to procrastinate your tire needs. So I would say definitely uh, take this and I will say, yeah, when is this? Your episode will probably release still in the midst of winter. So if you guys are listening to this, don't don't delay. Jump on that. Go check out searchtires.com. Timothy, thank you so much for being on. I love I love this conversation. I loved your transparency and vulnerable uh, shares about where you've been and where you are. I think it's going to be really, really empowering for listeners. Well, I thank you for having me. And I'm always happy to share it. I'd love to come back later on and give an update. <laughs> yeah, yes. No, indeed. I love that. Now I'm feeling like I feel cool, like I'm Shark Tank. We need an update <laughs> on searchtires.com. Where are they now? I love that. <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> well, thank you again. And uh, listeners, until next time. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Passion on Purpose podcast. I truly hope you got a lot of value out of this episode. So if you did, please rate, review, and share. If you are interested in being a guest on the show, whether a leader or an expert, please go to getvim.com forward slash podcast, and you will find our application page or reach out to me directly and I can give you more information. 